0: Hello everyone, welcome to Reservations, we're your hosts, I'm Rain Whalen.
1: And I'm Bertram Renegade.
0: <laughs> cool. What are you, Roger's character, the no. Renegade?
1: Renegade <laughs> or something.
0: And he keeps tumping over on his bikes. The best. That, renegade
1: the- wanted minimal bravery required. He's like,
0: because uh, that's the episode where he realizes that if the Smiths die, that's it. Yeah, it's the uh, the Oregon Trail episode. It's great. And Steve is the only one who's like, someone in like Arizona has been putting motorcycles on the family credit card, and s- no one else is like, oh, you yeah, know, who knows? You yeah. know, he's uh, stands buttering his mustache, uh, and uh, Haley's like super into CrossFit.
1: And, and Francine is basically Mary Tyler Moore and Ordinary People.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the one... Uh, we were talking about that. That's the one where Klaus has the bodega in yes. Roger's Attic. Yes. That's right. Uh, well, welcome back, Shout everyone. To
1: American Dad. Sorry, guys.
0: Dude, American Dad's the best. Yeah, uh, I know that's controversial, as we discussed, I think, last week. Not oh my, on the episode. Oh, off oh, mic. Oh, thank
1: God. I was like, we can't keep uh, bringing up American Dad on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, American Dad's the best. I know it's yeah, controversial, no, 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 but it's good. it's it's the best. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, before we get into it, spoiler alert, because we forgot last week.
1: Yeah, but I mean, this movie spoilers. It's like, eh, you know. Yeah, this is a twenty-year-old uh, movie. Well, I wouldn't even say it's because of how old it is. It, I don't. It's not one of those movies that. Number one is probably spoiled very often. Number two, it, uh, it doesn't yeah. have like a surprise in it.
0: Well, and, and Kevin, to be honest, Kevin has spoiled his own movie, this movie, with his other movies. It's a good point. In and, and some subtle way or another, you're yeah. Right. Um, Which we'll talk about. I Well, at least I will talk about. Um, but yeah, if anyone uh, made it all the way to the end of our Anomalisa episode last week, this week we are discussing. Chasing Amy, uh, in my opinion, a career best for Kevin. You know, it's very it's a very mature movie, in my opinion. I mean, yes, it has dick jokes and 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 things like that, but it is very mature. Would you?
1: I don't know. I'm thinking.
0: Um... Well, let me put this into perspective for you. I was doing a little bit more reading, and Joey Lauren Adams was nominated. For a Golden Globe, for Best Actress, because of this movie. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm, I definitely don't like this movie as much as you, but, um, I, I can see why you would think it's a career best for him. Well, in this, in this cinematic universe he's created. Yes. Uh, This the New Jersey, um, universe, but. I would go as far as to say when she is we're jumping at, but when she is uh, yelling uh at Ben's character after the during the hockey game.
0: Oh, after the interrogation. I, I thought
1: you know, I thought her acting was abysmal. I, I I didn't like it at all. Um it almost took me out of it. I, I did mean, because I, I was thinking about her acting.
0: I mean I could I could I, I can understand it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's also Joey's voice, and as she's gotten older, it's gotten more raspy. Uh-huh. You know, but she
1: does have a unique voice. It's like the woman who plays Patty Man is. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! It's who it reminds me Another of. Another Doug reference. Yeah, sorry guys. Um, because she's also in Orange and New Black. She's been in other stuff. This this woman, I don't remember her name, but um, <laughs> it she. They have similar <laughs> voice styles to me. Jesus, and um. <laughs> And so you're right. Joey has a a very unique, but I mean, sounding voice. But in
0: that scene especially, I can kind of understand. I mean, as we were kind of talking about off mic, um, supposedly this movie had a lot of production issues, and you know, Kevin Smith was dating Joey during this production, and it strained their relationship to a point where they just they broke up. Obviously, they stayed good friends; otherwise, she wouldn't have come back for. Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back and Jane and Silent Bob Reboot.
1: Did she play the same character? Mm-hmm. She plays Alyssa in all of those. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah, and I'm going to talk about it. Okay, because cool. that's, I, thats why I rewatched Jane and, and Silent this, the this Bob.
1: This is why I'm, I'm glad you're an expert in all this, and you—you've really gotten into the the world that is this New Jersey universe that he's created. Yeah. Because I, there are times like in in this movie where in Clerks the guy who plays Dante Dante is Brian not Alleran. is not Dante in yes. this one right? Yes. But he is Dante in a couple of others. Yes. And so uh, because of that I get confused because Jason Lee does the same thing. He'll play a different character but then he'll come back mm-hmm. and play this character.
0: Yes. Yeah and uh, this is another reason why I really wanted to do this movie because not only to close out like what I have mentioned last week of kind of going on this theme of love, but also because I've really wanted to do a Kevin Smith movie for a while and watching Jay and Silent Bob reboot kind of re-sparked my, my love for Kevin. Um, and watching this movie with new eyes being older because when i saw it i think we were still in high school the first time i I saw it It
1: was definitely way over 10 years ago um when i saw it and i didn't remember a thing about
0: it yeah i i never i didn't understand it i didn't get why this movie was the way it was why it was so special especially to kevin because he actually regards it as one of his best movies um And now that I'm older, I get it. Especially with the themes that this movie touches on. Especially for 94? Oh, fuck.
1: No, I think it's 96.
0: I think you're right. Oh, shit. Maybe we're both wrong. I don't know. Oh, God. We should really start having... An intern? No, I was
1: just going to say IMDb in front of us. I don't know why.
0: 97. Oh, we were both wrong. I was four. I was four when that movie came out. But anyway, but for, for 97, the themes that Kevin touches on of of the now the lgbt community lgbtq plus community which back in the 90s it didn't have a name
1: the alphabet
0: yeah um the themes that kevin talks about was so now seeing it older i'm like wow this was very progressive for 97 you know because the gay and lesbian community in the 90s was you know very Toxic, you
1: know. Tro- now, okay. I'm glad you're bringing this up because okay. I uh, I wrote this down um, because I I was thinking a- a- around the the same topic you're touching on, but uh-huh. the opposite. Okay. So I was thinking that you know, and I wrote down two uh, two options. Like, is this movie presenting the idea that? homosexuality is almost a choice instead of, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being born that way, whatever, how right. uh, we would traditionally see it now um, as time has moved on and we are now in the present day of 2020
0: uh-huh.
1: and we're like, oh, of course it's not a choice. They, they, It's, you know, no one's fault, blah, blah, blah. Or, are we establishing that uh, one's sexuality is, or at least Alyssa's, mm-hmm. uh, is complex and not one thing or the other, right? It's, I'd like to give it the benefit of the doubt, and it's the latter. Uh, Which is the second option, yes, right? Uh, that, the former that, is the that,
0: first, first one. That's right,
1: okay. Um, meaning that we are presenting this idea that uh, one sexuality doesn't always have to just fit in one label or one box right, right. it's you know which again is a very progressive yeah. outlook oh, yeah. on someone's sexuality um especially for the 90s yeah so i don't know uh I, you could see it either way because one could argue um that jason lee's character was his name
0: uh banky edwards
1: banky is right and that all she needed was to find the right guy,
0: right? In nice terms, as
1: I'm I'm doing it nice. Yes. yes, I'm
0: saying it in a nice way.
1: Um, I, I don't agree with that, but I'm saying that this movie could present that that
0: idea. I I mean I see that definitely. I actually never thought about that when now older. I was like, okay, maybe just she's just bisexual, you know, but. The the second option you presented um, makes more sense that, for Alyssa at least, it's very fluid.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: One would say, use the term that we have now, uh, asexual. It doesn't matter if it's... That's not what asexual means. It's not asexual. Mm -hmm. Is it... Asexual... uh, Is it polysexual then?
1: Polysexual. Jesus Christ, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Um, The one where it doesn't matter if it's male or female, as long as she... Has feelings for the person themselves. It doesn't matter,
1: right? I, I mean, I guess we would. I guess we would just call it. Uh, you know, it's uh, fluid sexuality. I guess. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. No, I don't I either. But um. Uh, but I, I would like to believe it's that. You know, like like you were saying, because, it's and and Kevin almost presents it that way because she's, especially in their fight. After the interrogation, which we'll get to, you know, uh, she does make it seem like she wanted to experiment and, and experiment life. And we kind of get that through the stories she's told and the, th- the stories that are told to us, the audience, that she was just very experimental. And at the point we see her in when she meets Holden, Ben Affleck, um, women or who she's attracted to you know i the first option of presenting it as homosexuality is a choice i would i would give that like a five percent because kevin as we were kind of talking about off my being raised catholic you know at this point in his life if i remember correctly he was still very catholic um especially with the movie that came after this one um he was very catholic um I could see that. I could just but not enough to buy it. I, I buy more that it's
1: I would say that if we never got the uh, the reveals of her past sexual experiences with men, uh-huh. I think that that percentage would be a little higher. I agree. Um but once we get that revelation, I guess um, then it's just okay. Her her sexuality doesn't have a box to check, right? Right, which is fine. Yeah, where you know, an interesting stance to take in '97. Good job. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's it's just odd to me. You know, I was watching it and, I, and you know I just couldn't pin it down. Um. It's almost like he <laughs> he's like in the first episode He goes, "Hang on, I know. Give me a minute." And then we get the revelations and go, oh okay, yeah, calm down, um, we're all fine. Um,
0: but but even even with that, you know, the the conversation that Holden and Alyssa have about sexuality is really really a conversation that people are having now. You know, like when she says, "Well, you know, why women? Why girl? You know, why men? Well, because it's the standard," says Holden, and. You know, she almost rocks his world by saying, "Like, well, you know, that's how it is for me. Men, I'm not attracted to men. I'm attracted to women." And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, now that I'm older, I'm like, how did I not get this?
1: Well, and the it's it's interesting. Their their first few interactions, um, you know, she has no idea how she's going to feel about this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. No. Uh, Holden does, but Alyssa doesn't,
0: really. Yeah, Holden, Holden pretty much falls immediately. Yeah, but Alyssa doesn't. So the, the
1: fact that she's doubling down on all of her lesbian experiences and not talking about the heterosexual ones mm-hmm. is an interesting choice because um, it becomes a big deal and a big plot point eventually because then yeah. she uh, purposely omits these stories to Holden. Mm-hmm. And... I understand why she, you know, as she was explaining it to him, you know, it made him feel special. Blah blah blah. I didn't want to take that away from him. Blah blah blah. Um, it, it's it's just odd that she started that way. You yeah. know what I mean? Like started
0: their just casual you friendship.
1: Know, yeah, that way.
0: Almost well. yeah. Almost having having him believe like I am fully gay yeah. Um, and then when they start dating she as she explains in their fight like yeah maybe I should have been more open with you and it, it is interesting that that she isn't upfront with him about it her could past be an
1: oversight in just the way the dialogue was written I don't know
0: I well I mean I kind of see it as every relationship really you know when, when you start a new relationship there's things maybe you don't want to be open with right out of the oh, gate. Oh, no,
1: that, that I understand. Um, oh, 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 with her... I'm just saying, like, immediately.
0: Oh, right? right, 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 right. Okay, no, yeah, no, yeah, that is a little interesting, too, because...
1: Because <sighs> right now, she doesn't care if he, feels, if he feels special or not at first, right? And yeah. so, omitting that stuff, because they are having explicit conversations, mm-hmm. right? And so, it's not like, well, of course she wouldn't bring it up because they're, you know they just met, but the fact that they just met doesn't matter because, um, oh my God, give me one second. I just, I hate Banky, <laughs> that I can't remember his name, Banky. Banky, 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 got it, okay. <laughs> Holden and Banky are talking to Alyssa at the bar or whatever, and they're having these very explicit conversations about their sexual histories,
0: right? Well, mainly it's just Banky and Alyssa. Right. I, Holden, right, that he's, <laughs> once he has the revelation that she's gay he's like oh right so he's like sitting in the corner pouting yeah but anyway
1: and of course banky this is his favorite thing in the world Yeah. <laughs> to talk about nothing could make him happier yeah then number one upsetting holden number two upsetting him and like also enjoying the conversation yeah right? um but see that's when it would have been for me anyway it would have been just as acceptable for her to bring up a heterosexual experience,
0: yeah. Right,
1: in yeah. that instance, and so it was weird that she was withholding, maybe not consciously withholding, right? Yeah, it's just weird. I, you know, it's a nitpicky thing that I'm
0: no, I up, I, I, no, but- I get what you're saying because it is a little interesting that she not until Holden, you know, Banky is you know egging Holden on is when. We learn that okay, no, she's had heterosexual experiences in the past. Right. It's just up until before she met Holden, it's been mainly women. Mm. I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, I I can't. I don't have a reason. No, for I it. mean,
1: I don't. Mean, I mean, we're you know.
0: You know, it just kind of. I guess it attributes to Kevin's writing. Maybe he felt like it wasn't important.
1: And again, this is very true to Deform Kevin Smith movie where it's ninety percent dialogue. Mm-hmm. Right, the movies. Yeah, no. um, and his dialogue is very interesting because it's, it's sort of clumsy and it's straightforward. It's a lot. Yeah. But it it's, it's just real enough, right? Real enough sounding, mm-hmm. that every once in a while I'm looking down or looking at my phone, right? Mm-hmm. While people are talking because they're not saying anything extraordinary right right or they're not you know they're having a conversation
0: Mm. right yeah 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 it yeah i i really like his writing on this one because it feels more dialed in Mm. you know because you know this is only three movies in to his Mm. universe of course on criterion it's listed this as the third in the trilogy before I guess he decided, you know what, I'm going to make this a full-blown universe. Um, because two movies before that, he had done his very first movie, Clerks, which the dialogue is very reminiscent of... Um, i trying to think of a, a good director with that.
1: Oh, I can give you one. Uh, Linklater.
0: Oh, it, yeah.
1: It's very reminiscent of Linklater. Of course, I mean, they probably started around the same time. Uh, Linklater... A little bit before, and so it is very reminiscent of like Slacker, yeah. Right, where it's very dialogue heavy. And of course, in Slacker, it's a little different because we're switching, you know, people every few minutes, right? Um, but it's this very grounded, realistic, you know, it's sometimes a little um, surrealistic, meaning they're they're discussing philosophy or something, right? Mm. The meaning of existence. Um, but it's a lot like that. So I would say it's a lot like clear.
0: Yeah. And then and then we get Mall Rats, which was his first color movie because Clerks is full of black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then in Mall Rats, he really flexed more of his comedic side. I mean, because Clerks is funny now that I'm older and I, I see the comedy in it now because I used to hate Clerks. And I rewatched it recently. I was like, wow, this movie's hilarious. But then, Mallrats, he leaned more into the comedy. And so, people actually didn't like Mallrats. I know you are one of them. I am
1: one of them. I I don't Uh, really. uh, I love
0: Mallrats. I don't
1: care for Mallrats. I've always
0: wanted to do that, just hanging out at the mall all day.
1: Yeah, so far, Clerks Clerks is my favorite out of what we've talked about so far.
0: um, But then, you know, Mallrats, he. I think he was. In my opinion, at least challenging himself, like, okay, what, what happens if I just make a full-blown comedy? Because Clerks, yes, is a comedy, but it's a very smart comedy. So I think he was trying to be like, okay, what if I just did a full comedy? And that was Mallrats. And then he almost took both worlds, smart comedy and full-blown comedy, and meld to them, and that was Chasing Amy. Because it's very smart in the humor, and then other times it gets very over the top humor. Juvenile. Juvenile, yeah. Especially when our boys, Jay and Silent Bob, show up. Because since this is a connected universe, Jay and Silent Bob are actually the thread that brings all these movies together. And so far. And the fact that they're all they all take place in New Jersey. In New Jersey.
1: Um In Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. I know we discussed um Ben Affleck being in Maul Rats. Yes. Earlier. And, um, was he Holden?
0: No. He okay. was just a completely different character. See this one talking about. Him.
1: <laughs> this is how I get confused in this universe, because I, I like that he's bringing back these actors to play roles, but sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're different. So I, you know, it's hard to keep track. Um, oh, Ben Affleck was in Days and Confused, which is a Richard Linklater movie. I can't believe I didn't even mention Days and Confused. I'm sorry. Um, I went straight to Slacker. Um, and I should admit we should also mention Matt Damon is very briefly in this movie. Yes. And the same year, uh, Good Will Hunting came out. Yes. Um.
0: I don't know which one was first. Uh, was it Chasing Amy? Yeah, it was Chasing Amy. Okay. And then it was Good Will Hunting because I looked it up. Oh, okay. Because I was also curious. Because they are
1: the same year, and so I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was good. It was Chasing Amy then we Good Will Hunting. Okay. Um. So you know, we'll circle back to chasing Amy because I do want to talk about the universe Mm -hmm. because, as you said, it does confuse you sometimes, and I get. And I get that because unlike, I'm going to bring up the Marvel universe. There we go. Mainly because they have their thread very tight, so you know point A to point Z of what happens Mm -hmm. and and how they all fit together. With Kevin, it's a little bit looser. As I mentioned, Jane Silent Bob are threaded throughout the entire series. Um, even as far as having three movies named after themselves: Jane Silent Bob's Shrek Bat, Jane Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie, and Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Super Groovy cartoon movie was not directed by Kevin, but it does exist in the universe. Um, But they are the thread that takes us from point A to point Z. But the problem is it's very loose. Uh, as I kind of mentioned, this is kind of a just an off, off fact. Um, Mallrats, for instance, was a year and a half later in terms of production from Clerks to Mallrats. But in terms of timeline, it was a day before the events of Clerks. So See, a-
1: and that I have no problem with. That, I, I think, is, is cool. I like stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um. Um, but... As Jeremy mentioned, everyone, um, Kevin reuses actors and gives them different characters. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll start with Clerks, with Brian O'Halloran as Dante. Dante. He shows up in Clerks. We don't see him in Mallrats, but then he shows up in this as just some TV executive.
1: He's the one that wants to do the, the cartoon for Blumen and Chronic, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then he shows up in the next movie, Dogma maybe a future episode maybe i don't know
1: that oh man i barely remember him in that movie also
0: <laughs> uh but he plays a character called glenn hicks which i believe it's implied that dante and glenn are brothers okay because they both have the last name hicks, hicks. um then we see brian and jade silent bob strike back as dante then we see him in clerks 2 Dante. As, as Dante, and then we see him again in *Jay and Bob* reboot as three people: Dante, Glenn, and then as himself for the for the the panel. 25th anniversary clerks <laughs> panel, where he's in black and white. Um, and then we get Jason Lee first appearing in *Mallrats* as Brody Bruce. Uh, see, I was about to call him Brody for this, and it's... Uh, Brody is definitely one of the more, in my opinion, likable of Jason's two characters. Well, actually... Three? Four. He has four characters. Four? Four. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, Christ. Okay. I thought three, then I remember the fourth one. Um. But Brody is definitely one of the more likable ones. Mm-hmm. That's why we see Brody more... So we see Brody in Mallrats, we see him in Janson and Bob Shrek back and Janson and Bob Reboot. Uh, Brody, in my opinion, is my favorite. Um, But then in Chasing Amy, he plays Banky Edwards, Mm -hmm. who is.
1: (sighs) And we see Banky again.
0: In Janson and Bob Shrek back. Okay. Um, And so Jason Lee plays two people. In I, don't think one I, movie. I don't
1: think I caught that in *Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back*.
0: Um, and Ben Affleck technically plays two people in *Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back*. He plays Holden as well as himself
1: as as the *Good Will Hunting* two hunting uh, season hunting season.
0: <laughs> That's right. So, in, and he plays a ramped up version of himself, right? Who uh, apparently kills hookers. After having sex with them, I I
1: don't see how that's now possible. But you, you go ahead.
0: Um, the ten oh seven. So um, here's
1: what here's where I started getting confused with, um, and we'll get back. I mean, maybe we'll get back to chasing. I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, I, 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 I want to. Jason
1: Lee um, is in his, um, which is why I remember it so clearly in Clerks 2, because uh, he my- looks like. Earl. My name is Earl, right? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, that was happening around the same time, and he yeah. couldn't shave his mustache or change his hair.
0: Yeah, he was, he was a he was pickle fucker,
1: right? And who is he in that? Is uh, so someone completely different?
0: Yes. So he's um, they say his name, but pickle fucker is just so much. It's funnier. Um, he is a friend of Dante and Randall's from high school. Who well, I guess friend was friend is yeah, a friend of me. Uh, well, no, he's probably just a full blown enemy to them. Mm-hmm. But he was in high school with them, and apparently he struck it big in like, um, like web search engine or some shit. Um, but in high school, they were put through hazing, and he got the worst, where the seniors put a pickle up his ass, and he had to walk, I think, ten feet with it, and anytime time it fell out, he had to take a bite, and so he impressive. made it after three bites. <clears throat> But his fourth character is in Dogma. He's uh, Azrael.
1: Right. I forgot about that.
0: Yes, he's Azrael. I forgot about that. Because Azazel is in Supernatural, which I've been rewatching. Oh, nice.
1: Um, Yes, that is correct. He takes off the the hat and those horns grow. And the horns
0: grow. Right. Because he's got some weird fucking thing with central air conditioning. Right, 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 right.
1: Okay, that I remember. Yeah, so right, those cool. are the
0: four Jason Lee characters.
1: We don't have to do this to everybody. I was just no, trying no, 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 to no. I, I was just trying to get those
0: guys. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz they
1: might see the most. Yeah, um, cuz
0: yeah, cuz Jason Lee is is predominantly throughout the throughout almost all of them. Cuz like we mentioned in Jane's on Bob Strike back, he plays two people coming back as Brody and coming back as Banky. and I was gonna bring up Jane Silent Bob Strike back anyway because the progression of Chasing Amy, these characters of Holden, Ben Affleck, and banky Jason Lee, and Alyssa are threaded through the Jane Silent Bob movies as well. So um we'll get back to what happens at the end of Chasing Amy, but spoiler alert Holden and Alyssa break up. Um we see Holden who also, spoiler alert, him and Banky stopped making Bluntman and Chronic movies. Maybe we should continue with Chasing Amy. <laughs> but anyway, Holden is, like, living alone. I guess he's still working on different comics. Um, and he's just living alone. A uh, sad boy routine. Sad. Because um, he sold all his rights to, to Banky, to the comic, uh, which is, in my opinion is kind of a there's a line that he says in Jane Son, and Bob Reboot that's kind of a I think Kevin forgot that Holden did that because Holden mentions in Jane I'll get there um, so he sold his rights to Holden so he has nothing to do with the block Chronic* movie that's they're making that Jane and Bob are trying to stop <sighs> and then so he recommends they go track down Banky and ask for their money and they do eventually track down Banky and of course he's all for it he's like yeah let's make this movie as he puts it Miramax you know Miramax films they paid me a shit ton of money to make this movie so people bad mouthing on the internet is under my fucking concern um and of course he regrets ever making that decision because at the end of the movie the movie sucks
1: spoil alert for James on the Bobstripe. yeah um okay
0: okay
1: let's just for a second
0: let's get back to chasing okay chasing it
1: I do want to mention absolutely 100% inking is tracing and I will uh, and I will uh, defend that stance for the rest of my life inking is tracing and uh, Banky's wrong.
0: <laughs> so what Jeremy's referring to, uh, Banky and Holden work on a comic called *Bluntman and Chronic*, which Jay inside the box. And it's the first
1: time we—that's the first yes. time that's established that *Bluntman and Chronic* is. Um, and com- I love that Jay um, <laughs> is fully aware of *Bluntman and Chronic* and gets a piece of the profit.
0: Yeah, for likeness like, rights. Yeah. Um, which become a big thing in up South sure, right, Anyway, right. Um, and so Holden is the artist. Holden draws all the panels of the comic, and then Banky is what's called an inker, which is a real term in in comic book terminology, where they go back over the original drawing. Now they may not do this anymore. If I'm being honest, I'm, I I don't think um, comics now are made on. Panels like that. Paper, anymore. Yeah. I think they're hand drawn in computers mm-hmm. and then printed on paper. But anyway, but back in the nineties, there were inkers, and what they did is they go back in pen over the original drawing to give it shading and depth. Think of it as a tattoo.
1: Think of it as tracing. They're <laughs> tracers, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I listen all ser- in all seriousness. Banking is tracing and I, no, um, but <laughs> I get that, it. Shading and stuff. Yes, that's what that's what gives it depth. That's what gives it life. Right. right. Essentially. But also <laughs> it's just tracing because they can't draw.
0: So. Um, but it's a uh, it's a point of contention with banking in the movie. And in fact, with well, the first scene we see, is him uh, losing his shit at a at a, at a con Um, and the
1: guy he uh, beats up or is fighting with is actually Scott Mosier and he's the producer
0: he's Kevin's other best friend and has produced all of these movies Um, and Casey Casey Affleck is is
1: there also
0: (laughs) no I want the I want the artist who draws Bluntman and Chronic to sign my comic (laughs) you're just a tracer and he's credited as kid
1: yeah it's his little kid right
0: yeah Um, even though he obviously is well in his 20s (laughs) <laughs> um, but um, so something I want to mention um, is this is the first time we see Ben Affleck as a leading man um, that is true um, before this as Jeremy mentioned Jer- he was in Days and Confused he was in Mallrats he was in a lot of other movies before this but he was as he puts it in his uh, when he um, uh, did a speech for Jay and Kevin getting their handprints at the Chinese theater, he says how Hollywood really wanted me playing just a douchey guy. And that's pretty much what he does. You know, in Dazed and Confused, if anyone's seen it. Spoiler alert. He just chases uh, freshmen around with a paddle. Yeah. And he's just an asshole and he's only friends with the main characters because he's on the football team. And they're all on the football team. Very Texas movie. Future episode, 100%. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but this was the first time he was a leading man because Kevin, from what I understand, they had so much fun on Mall Rats together. Kevin was like, I want you to be my main guy in my next movie. And from what I understand, Ben was like, well, okay. Like, yeah, sure, that'll happen. And sure enough, Kevin calls him up and was like, hey, I got this movie. You're my guy and um for his first leading performance i think ben killed it yeah it was really good um he i mean there are moments where i'm like oof you can tell he's still new at this like with the uh Alyssa explaining fisting and he's like you're
1: kidding by the way the only scene my dad remembers of this movie i was of uh, her
0: explaining what fisting is
1: yeah um <laughs> I was like he goes what movie are you guys doing this week I said we're doing Chasing Amy and he goes yay I vaguely remember that here's the only thing I remember they were on swings and she does this fisting thing <laughs> <laughs> that was it. and so when she did it I, I went home and I watched it and when she did it I I laughed so hard because all I could think about this is the only thing my dad remembers about this movie
0: <laughs> just her like <gasps>
1: <laughs> yeah and then waving with her hand
0: um, yeah uh <laughs> oh jesus um yeah and that's the scene that kind of circling back to the beginning of the episode is where they have this really in-depth talk about sexuality and what classifies as quote-unquote traditional sex Mm, um because holden is convinced since you've only had lesbian sex you're a virgin
1: see and here's here's where she starts withholding information
0: right Mm, oh yeah because because she's yeah because he says you know you're not a virgin well what would you classify as not being a virgin when the hymen's broken okay well then I broke my hymen at 10 I fell on a post yeah but yeah that's when she yeah because she could have been like well technically I did have sex
1: technically my high school nickname (laughs) In the yearbook, which is so odd to me that, I don't know, I, I don't know much about high school yearbooks. Uh, well, because ours
0: don't look like that. Well,
1: no, 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 but that's not what I meant. I, I meant um, I don't know much about, you know, how how things get approved to get in there.
0: Well, you yeah, got also, you know, kids are fucking evil. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they're probably like, oh, we're putting it in. I don't know. She seemed to own it. But I I think I could see it as one, kids are evil. They wanted to humiliate her more. Or two, she was like, boom, boom, put it in. Yeah. Uh, and the nickname, of course, is Finger Cuffs, <laughs> which is a big plot point uh, because throughout the film, um, there's been a lot of tension between Banky and Holden because we kind of scathed over it. But Holden starts dating Alyssa. After he admits his love, in this like five minute monologue of him admitting how in love he is with her. Now,
1: here's what's interesting about that is her response was dead on. Right, I loved her response.
0: Oh, that it's unfortunate that you're in love yeah, with me. Yeah, but I it,
1: mean, it's you have to un, you have to unburden yourself and you know uh, burn me with all this shit. Right, because she's gay, and you know it's just how she feels. Movie's over. I would have loved
0: that. Because, like, oh, cool, thirty minutes. Nice. Yeah,
1: because I mean, she she's being honest about who she is. She's not pretending. Blah blah blah. She's, uh, but then you know, it obviously doesn't end up that way.
0: Right. Um. But a little fun fact for you. I don't know if you caught it, but when he's walking back to his car, <laughs> in the last window of the building that he's walking in front of before he gets to his car. The last window, you can see the camera crew. Okay. Yes. Oops. I wasn't looking. I was just paying attention. I was like... And I rewound. I was like, you can see the fucking yeah. camera crew. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that was probably the best shot that they had of yeah, that. Yeah, it's,
1: it's hard to to get reflections out of it. A- yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I do see you her saying that her initial response
1: her Her initial response
0: is dead on yeah
1: and and i liked it because she is a strong female character who's not you know letting a man dictate her actions right well and then we immediately backpedal
0: but but at the same time she does stick to who she is Yeah, especially in the fight yeah you know
1: which again i didn't like
0: i know but you know uh, going back to what you're saying about how for her it's very fluid, right? You know, I think that's what it is. I think she did have feelings for him, but hearing-
1: and I guess this is at the time in the movie where we don't, nothing has been revealed about her past yes. with men yet, and so, so I, I guess I, I'm just I'm remembering, I'm not, I'm not letting the movie as a whole dictate my emotions from scene to scene.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm I'm doing it in real time. And so at that oh, point, oh, so you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, at that point, I'm like, oh my god, you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> so we, so in your mind, it was like, oh, Kevin, we went from this really nice, smart, yeah, comedy. Now it's a rom com.
1: Uh, not only that, but it's like you know, it's like I had pointed out in the beginning of the episode, which is, well, are we saying that, you know,
0: it was a choice, right? Oh, okay. And,
1: and th- that's where I'm at, watching it, in real time, um, and I guess. Going back, knowing what I know now, going back and um, rewatching or re um, going over the scenes again in my mind, I guess it's a little different. But
0: no, I don't know. Um, and so the the big reveal that we've been kind of hinting at the whole movie and or the whole episode and going to her nickname finger cuffs is uh, while she was in high school, um, some more connections. Uh, she hung out with a guy named Coe something or other, and Rick Darris, who we see in Clerks. Um, which, of course, you know, Alyssa is also mentioned in Clerks. Uh, Alyssa is mentioned as well as then she references a big plot point in Clerks uh, when when her and Holden are getting to know each other, and he mentions the quick stop, and she's like, "Oh, my best friend fucked a dead guy in the bathroom." Which is what happens in Clerks, um, but she Holden finds out that Rick Darris and this guy named Coe uh, participated with Alyssa in a devil's three way, and if anyone doesn't know what that is, two dudes, obviously. Um, Jesus Christ! And as <laughs> and as Coe put it, which gotta um, just say I hate Koei he's my least favorite character of this whole movie and he's only in it to give us this.
1: And it was, it's very reminiscent of, in a bad way, um, because it's its kind of taking this style and, you know, not giving it the respect it deserves, but it's almost like do the right thing. Yeah. Where, you know, it's this straight to camera um, monologue.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and he's, and this white dude, this big husky white dude, is talking like he's from the hood. Like, yeah, this bitch was getting on her knees and just started sucking him, you know? Like,
1: you know what I'm saying? And Very he, vulgar.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, then Holden just has a hard time dealing with this.
1: And rightfully so because she has been withholding information yes right. this um, I think it would have been different he wouldn't have cared as much if she had
0: done it with had a three way with two women
1: not only that I I was just going to say if she had been open with him in the first place
0: I agree you know because and this kind of goes back to what I was starting to say but then I realized we needed to wait till we got to here to talk about it is you know in new relationships you don't want that person to know everything about you by your past immediately because you don't want to you're worried it might scare them away and i and i definitely think that was her mentality like i don't want to scare him away if i admit to him that i had so you think
1: it would have been you think it might have been an accident that um she's not purposely with withholding information but I'm trying to think back about the dialogue because I'm trying to think if she explicitly said I've never been with a man before.
0: And no. She never explicitly says it. Okay. He... It's implied. I see. To, to hold it at least <clears throat> that he... That she... That he's the first man she's ever been with. Um, and she even says that during the fight. Like, I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. It was, you know, may, yes, I should have been more open with you. But... You know, and and this is why I like this movie because Holden, I'm going to be real, Holden goes from this really great character to just a fucking idiot. Because as you know, being in um, you know, it, being married, um you have to look past the flaws, you know, and that's what Holden that's the that's what kills their relationship is Holden just can't do it. Even when in my opinion, the wisest person of all of these movies, Silent Bob himself, <laughs> tells him, you have, without saying it, you have to look past these. He can't do it. Um, and is going so far as to uh, try to initiate a three-way with himself, Banky, and Alyssa because he's convinced that if they were to do this experience this as a couple, then they'll be strong, and and she knows that uh, that's that's not going to fix things, and and I the last twenty minutes of the movie I love so much, because this is when we finally realize how connected the movie is. Besides just subtle references, it's because Jane's on a bobber here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob talks, and this is. I think the first time he's talked. Because I don't remember him talking in Mallrats. And he really doesn't talk at all in Clerks. Um, And so this is the first time he speaks. Which, as come to find out later, he only really talks when he needs to.
1: And always at the end. They give some sort of uh, insightful, philosophical insight into uh, their problem that they're having,
0: right? Yeah, the only time... The only movie... He talks because he just ha- he has to. Is James Bond Bob reboot when he's distracting the clan, and he's like, "Fuck you, that's my name." Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know he he gives Banky, uh, Banky Holden this story of he dated a girl named Amy, um, and she also had a past, but he couldn't look past that, even though she told him numerous times. It was that time. It was that place. I'm not like that anymore. You're what I want, and he couldn't get past it. His own neuroses. Uh, he couldn't look past it, and then that's where we get the title, "Chasing Amy," because he's been chasing Amy, sort of speak. Which I, I which I love that he adds that in after his nice <sighs> sort of speak. Uh, that was me smoking a cigarette, everyone, and then Holden is like, "I got it. We should have a three-way."
1: Yeah, that's not that's not what he meant. And it's, yeah, um, I mean, I can kind of see how he got there, but yeah, it's a um, nice n- n- nice drive, you know.
0: You know, and then Alyssa just gives him. Alyssa finally makes him understand by breaking up with him what they should have fixed.
1: And I guess here's here's where I have the most trouble narrative-wise is um, his falling out with Banky. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the hell did that come from? I, because they, they seemed fine up until the end when they're not. You know what I mean? I, I realized they were having fights and whatever right. over what the relationship with Alyssa is doing to, to their the, friendship.
0: Right. I, I think what it was is Banky... I think the, the proposing a three-way um, and kissing Banky was... I think he was like, oh my God, he's gone off the deep end. Maybe. And I think what it else... I, I think to make sure I didn't miss anything because it just didn't seem like... Well, and there is a year gap between right. then and then the end of the movie. Okay. So I'm sure something else... Or maybe it was just Holden. Maybe Holden was... Which I like to believe Holden was like, I I can't do this anymore. I got got to strike out on my own. Or something. Or maybe he just got inconsolable. I don't know. Because then when we see them at the end of the movie, Banky has started his own comic, which is doing very well. He's actually happier. um, As opposed to the beginning of the movie where he's very cynical and very picks fights with his audience, he's actually having a full nice conversation with, uh, Ethan, Ethan. Yeah. Um, who's another, he doesn't have one specific character, but he's also threaded throughout the universe as right. well. Right,
1: And of course he and Jason Lee did my name is all together.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is fun. Um, and then, you know, him and Holden have this nonverbal exchange across the comic con, uh, almost saying, like, hey, you know, you know, we're cool, glad you're doing well. I'm going to try, probably not try to patch things up with Alyssa. And he does, in a sense, he patches up their friendship,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he knows that's probably all he's going to be able to fix. Right. Uh, and it ends on a very somber note. I mean, a happy note, but a somber note. I
1: kind of. I would, let's see what I would
0: compare it to.
1: Maybe to like La La Land. Maybe
0: have you mm. ever seen La La Land? I figured how it ended. Oh. I never saw it. Um, I won't spoil it for you then. Uh, I know how it ends, but it's
1: kind of like that to where no, they don't end up together.
0: I'll spoil it for La La Land. But um, but they're happy where they are,
1: or at least content. Yeah, you know, I I, I wouldn't go as far as to say yeah. happy in either case. I wouldn't Yeah, because as
0: as but I mean in this case well and we get closure to them and I'll get to that Um, but you know at the end of the movie Alyssa's comic idiosyncrasy routine
1: oh dude I don't remember I remember it was a ridiculous title I'm pretty
0: sure that's it Uh, is doing very well now Um, and Holden has written his own comic Chasing Amy
1: which hopefully Bob is getting a slice of that too
0: yeah Uh, well I don't think he is what's implied what I'm about to talk about um and in it he openly apologizes to Alyssa, which mm-hmm. mends their friendship. And she is now dating Kevin Smith's sister. <laughs> um and then the movie ends with her saying, Oh, he's just some guy I know. New Which, again, like I said, very somber. And she's withholding information from the person she's now dating again. So she needs to quit doing that. But clearly, that relationship works. Yeah, I guess so. Because we finally get a closure to the Chasing Amy story in Jane and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, As the name implies, they're trying to stop another movie being made of the Boltman and Chronic movie. And as they're running through Con, because Kevin couldn't do comic con because he couldn't get the licensing to everyone. So he's like, Oh, I'll make my own con chronic Uh Holden is there. Um, and he's the guest of honor and come to find out he and Alyssa have not only mended their relationship, but it's just as strong as it was in chasing Amy, but they are just friends. They still love each other, but friends is all they'll be because she's still with, Whoever, whatever name they gave Kevin Smith's sister's character, but they have had such a great friendship that Alyssa asked Holden to pretty much be the
1: oh the surrogate right the surrogate right, right yes right, right. Well, the, I, I need I guess I hate that I'm gonna say I I might have to watch the reboot again because I you know. Um, Obviously, I didn't remember anything about Chasing Amy, and so I wouldn't have picked up on that.
0: As as Kevin calls it, his eight-page sequel to Chasing Amy. But in it, you know, they have a daughter together, but it's more so Alyssa and her, I'm assuming now, wife's daughter, but Holden, she lets Holden get to be involved in this child's life because he technically is her father. And, you know, Holden is happy. You know, as he points in the reboot, you know, all my old shit's back. Blunt Man and Chronicles getting a reboot. Netflix is buying Chasing Amy, which is untrue. I was actually very excited that I was like, are oh, they really do? But they're not. It's untrue. Um, but he's more so like, this is my life now. I'm, I'm a father. I don't care about all this other stuff. And to kind of close it even more, they named their daughter Amy. And he kind of says the line back to Silent Bob. Like, so I spend most of my days chasing Amy. So to speak. And it's... I think it's sweet.
1: Yeah. Especially with
0: knowing the context of how they got Ben back since Ben and Kevin had a huge falling out. Right, But...
1: You know, I, I really wish that... And I truly... I wish that we could say, like, this is sort of the beginning of Ben Affleck's career. And now look at him, right? Yeah. Because there was a point... This was like Argo, yeah. sort of where he was gonna be the biggest director in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and then didn't live then by night, killed fucked it. Fucked
1: it all up. First off, live by night, fuck that
0: movie. All right,
1: it's that's done. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah.
0: didn't live by night, kill it. I don't know if that's what I mean. It, it was also his
1: alcoholism. It was also you know, I mean, his personal choices, right? Yeah. Um, because there was he was being compared to Clint Eastwood. Right. Oh yeah, didn't during this Argo time because he had done um, Gone Baby Gone, which is one of my favorite films of all time, The Town, Argo. I mean, this guy he was hitting them out of the park, man. And you know, again, he was getting comparisons uh, to like uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Mm. And then he fucked it all up. So well, that's all right. Which sucks because I, you know, I loved his style. I loved his movies. Uh, the ones he was directing.
0: And, well, and he's... I mean, and, and Ben, you know, he's got a lot of other movies in the pipeline. You know, he's doing a movie with Ridley Scott pretty yeah. soon. Sure. Um, I guess. R- don't forget, Ridley
1: Scott has also done not great movies also. So let's not... Well, I mean, not... I love Ridley Scott. That's what I'm saying. I'm uh, saying it's, it's got the potential to not be as good.
0: No. All right? I know. I, I get what you're
1: Gavin saying. Gavin O'Connor, who did... Um, miracle, which is the the Miracle on Ice movie with uh-huh. the you know the hockey movie, but then he also did Warrior, which is unbelievable, right? Right. And he just did one with Ben Affleck called The Way Back, oh, which is yeah. just okay, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. So so, you know, so with the reboot and chasing Amy, like, because with the Jane and the Bob reboot, where Holden's at in his life, I guess is the point where he's. He's not feeling sorry for himself, but he's definitely just kind of like, uh eh. One of the one of my favorite lines in that is when they're having news about the terrorist organization, the Clit, and Will Ferrell's going on like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to pressure the Clit too much, and Holden has the best line. Nights like this, I miss dating a lesbian. Uh, and then of course Alyssa makes an appearance also, which is a very meta. Thing. And this is in Strike Back. Yes. That I remember. Yeah, because she, when they walk out of the theater, Alyssa and her sister, which we'd never seen her sister until now, she's all like, you know, I can't believe they did that. And she says, well, at least Holden had the good sense to keep his name off of it. And then she's like, well, why don't why didn't they make his other comic a movie? You know, the one about you and him and his relationship. And she's like, oh, Chasing Amy. That would never make a good movie.
1: See, it's that, kind of, it's that kind of joke I hate.
0: <laughs> what, that know, really meta humor? I just don't like it because it's... Um, which is why
1: I didn't like the reboot, because it was a lot of that, right? A lot
0: of meta, uh, yeah.
1: And a lot of, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the camera. Um, I'm well, not a big fan of that. because well, that's how Strike Back was. Because there's something about Strike Back that I like more than the reboot. The reboot just seemed um, to rely on those a little too much, and I don't think they're funny. So
0: it's... Well, Strike Back... Oh, well, Reboot did better than Shrek back in critics' eyes, apparently. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, it's because Reboot is more more of a dad story because, you know, it was a year after Kevin's heart attack and to quote him in the documentary they did, he was leaning into the feels. And so, uh, from what I understand, he had, the original concept of Reboot, the original script of Reboot was drastically different. And then when he had his heart attack, he rewrote it to add in more... I'm not going to say adult things because, as I said, Chasing Amy, I think, is his most mature movie, but he wanted to add in more heart with the, the, the father-daughter relationship between Jay and Millennium Millie, his, you know, so that's what, something that I liked about his real daughter, right, yeah, Harley. Harley, which Harley is not in this movie. The first time I think we ever see is in Strike Back, she plays baby Bob. She Silent plays baby Bob. Silent
1: Bob, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> That I remember. Um, we haven't mentioned in this... Because I don't know if it's in the same universe, but Jersey Girl. Jersey
0: Girl is not. Interesting. Jersey Girl is separate. Okay. Um, and I... I was just
1: curious. It has nothing to do with the episode, but I was just curious because I know Ben Affleck's in that one. Mm-hmm.
0: And Liv Tyler, and yeah, I've not seen Jersey Girl because I've heard that it is not atrocious. Very not very good, and I don't want it to ruin the image that I have in Kevin of Kevin Smith in my mind.
1: I don't know. You've seen Cop Out. What's the difference?
0: Uh, but Cop Out wasn't his script, yeah. so he gets a pass for that. Fine, 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 fine. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else. As script. Jay Dang. puts it in the reboot, that queef. They still let him make movies after that Walrus shit. <sighs> Which apparently Tusk Tusk exists in this universe. Tusk is. The the movie Tusk. Awesome. Um, Well, apparently the True North Trilogy is movies that exist in the View Askew universe. Oh. Which there's another movie that Kevin did. So, what you're saying is the characters
1: like Holden, the characters Brody can Hmm. go see a Kevin Smith movie mm-hmm. called Tusk mm-hmm. in that that's what you mean
0: yes gotcha because you know, Kevin, you know Kevin Smith is a big character in the reboot yeah. uh, which he's playing a version of himself which originally uh, Stan Lee was supposed to be that character that's sad and Stan passed and so they the, the only way to honor him is to have that shrine of him and Brody's secret stash and Brody wearing a Stan Lee shirt anyway so Kevin rewrote it to put himself in the movie to fill that hole um but yeah because you know they mentioned tusk they mentioned cop out and so in this universe kevin smith exists but i think there's but the movies
1: that aren't in this universe exist as movies in the universe that makes sense
0: that actually does oh you mean like tusk and yoga yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's something else that Kevin mentioned in that documentary that doesn't exist. I think it's Jersey Girl. <laughs> For some reason. Jersey Girl does not exist. And so they can mention cop out and they can mention Tusk, but something about Jersey Girl. Hey man,
1: as long as they establish rules, define their terms and follow them, I'm fine.
0: Well, so
1: it, it seems like they they have he has a set of rules to what belongs and what doesn't. And as long as he sticks with that, that's fine, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, and and you know, and with the reboot, he pretty much said that Zach and Mary Make a Porno exists in this universe by using Justin Long, uh, his Brandon St. Randy character from Zach and Mary Make a Porno, who's a gay porn star. Who, in my opinion, Justin Long has the best voice for that character.
1: I, I, Justin Long is fantastic in general, but.
0: but you know, he comes back in this movie and reboot. As Brandon St. Randy, even though not mentioned by name, I don't even think he's credited as Brandon St. Randy. But Kevin was like, "No, it's it's, it's Brandon St. Randy."
1: I'm trying to think of everything else written down. Um, I do have on here that I really like Jason Lee.
0: Yeah, um, Jason Lee, man. Who knew a professional skateboarder could be a <laughs> great actor? And then now we look at 2020, and there's you know WWE stars as great actors. That's Shout out to uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
1: Yeah, well, they've been acting their entire careers. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs>
0: well, um, okay, let me reframe. Wrestling's they, not they've real, been honed so. in on their acting style. Like, even John Cena is coming into his own. Which is they- weird,
1: because you can't see him. Um, <laughs> uh, I do want to mention, before we wrap up, or this can be the wrap up. Um, sure. Because I wrote down, as the, my last note here, that this movie is, uh, unfortunately they're defining people by their choices, by their past choices. Right. Right? That's what Holden's problem is. Yes. Right? Is he is defining Alyssa by her... Her, her past. Her past. I don't like saying it like that, but, you know, her yeah. the choices that she's made.
0: Yes. And, and as she states in their fight after his very clumsy interrogation, which anyone... If y'all see this movie and you get to the interrogation scene, it's so clumsy... If you want to ask your significant other about their past, just fucking do it. Do not do it like this. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so what did you do? Like it's so stupid. But um, but as she says in the fight that follows, that is bad or good. These are my choices, and and you know, and choices are. It's a. If anyone heard that, Jeremy's lotioning his tattoo. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he got some new. Uh, he got some new ink. Yeah,
1: sorry, guys. That was
0: louder but, um, than I expected it to be. But you know, as where a normal person would see the choices that your significant other has made and forgive them and move on from them, or not even forgive them, just say, "Okay, I, was about I, to I accept them. That's who you were. Let's focus on who you are now." In Holden's case, he can't let it slide. Because, and what he thinks he needs to do is he needs to be... He's inadequate in her eyes. Even though she, even if she even says it in the fight, no matter how many times I could tell you that you're special, you would never see past it. Right. Because she know. because as she says when he proposes the three-way, I've been down these roads before. This will not end good. Yeah. And And it's not until the year gap he realizes... She was right. I needed to look past her choices and see her as an individual. And if I would have done that, we still would have been together. I'd fucking love this movie, dude. I
1: I'm just I, I, I can I can say I don't. I don't love it. But I see its value,
0: and... Um, well, and that's, and that's all I ask of you.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. I know. I, am I going to watch it
0: again? I don't know. I've made my terms with I'll never get you to like a Wes Anderson movie. Thank God. Um, granted, does that mean I'm not going to stop suggesting episodes? Absolutely not. <sighs> that just means I'll probably... When I say, like, oh, I know you'll like this one, I probably won't say that anymore. Right on. But with this, yeah, like... <sighs> Being a fan of Kevin Smith, like yeah, he's made some movies I don't like, cop out especially, Red State, another one. See, that's where
1: we're different. I I liked Red State, <sighs> Red uh, I, like Red good, State. I liked Red State, I liked
0: Tusk. I haven't seen Tusk yet. Uh, yoga Hosers, I've seen Yoga Hosers. I did like <laughs> it's that, that because he out of its mind. he leaned into the silliness. Yeah, but. But no, but this whole universe he's created, which uh, you know, shout out to Kevin Smith for creating a universe long before Marvel did. Um creating this universe in Stephen. Stephen King's been doing it since the 70s. But let's a move a film universe. Um he you know he knew what he wanted with these characters and Even though, yeah, we get Jane and Bob in it who kind of take us into this realm of very raunchy comedy, it's only for about 10 minutes. And then Kevin reels us back in to the, uh, the, the, the witty humor. Of course, Bob has my favorite line when he starts talking. When he's like, yeah, I dated a girl named Amy. Why don't I remember this? Bitch, what you don't know about me, I could about fill the damn Grand Canyon with. Because that's true. We know nothing about Simon Bob. Yeah, no, Because
1: one of them, they're like, one of them doesn't talk, but the other one talks enough for the both of them.
0: Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I love the movie. Um, like I said, and I'll say it again, it's a career best for Kevin. I mean, does that mean I dislike all of the other movies of the View Ascunaverse? is what he calls it? No. I know we were talking last week in terms of Clerks, the first Clerks. Is great as an art piece.
1: Yeah, it's a it's it's a better movie. Yes, right. But I enjoy. But Clerks
0: Two, Clerks Two, more is much funnier. Oh yeah, um, I
1: I enjoy it a lot more than Clerks. Not to say Clerks again. Clerks is the better movie. Yes, but, but Clerks Two, Clerks is, Two, I can just pop on and, and it's like whatever, yeah. man. I, I'm I'm laughing my ass off the whole time. So
0: yeah. Well, um, we hope everyone enjoyed this episode of Chasing Amy because now we have reached almost the end of season four almost we have four more as everyone knows uh if you've been listening to us this long um the last four episodes of our season is reserved for a series and this time it's jeremy's series it's my turn since this was his idea when we started it back in season two and here we go for season four so jeremy what is this series oh all right now don't tell i don't want them to know the movies but what's this series gonna be about uh, and then, of course, tell they'll them. They'll be
1: able to figure it out, because yeah. uh, there there is only four. Yes. So, um, I, I wanted to celebrate the the friendship and the collaboration between Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Scorsese. And, and Joe Pesci. And there are only four movies that do that anyway.
0: All four Home Alones?
1: Yes, all four <laughs> Home Alone movies. Uh, and Joe be, Pesci's not even in the last we two. We will be doing Out of Order... Uh, no, um, we are going to begin the series next week with Raging Bull.
0: Nice. Uh, I've truth be told, I've always wanted to see this movie. I've seen clips, I've seen images, and it has always intrigued me because I, I love I love Robert DeMoney Yep. Um, he's he's the best. I love Joe Pesci and uh, Scorsese. He cannot make a bad movie. I agree. Um, so I'm very excited for this series. Because once again, I feel like you're about to set the bar way too high again. It's Listen, it's <laughs> what I do. Because um, you set the bar high for the Sage's Screen adaptations. yep. And I felt like I almost matched that with Mel Brooks. Almost. And now you're just going to fucking obliterate well, that.
1: Well, I, I like picking things in two of these in the series. Actually, I would say the last three... Um, which I, I've said on some forums uh, on Facebook. I'm part of these fan groups because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and I go, here's here's what I think is the spiritual trilogy of of these. And they were like, no, it's this three. And I was like, well, no, because Pesci's not in the one you're suggesting, right? Right. Uh, they wanted to put Mean Streets in there. Uh, even though Mean Streets is amazing and maybe one of his best mob flicks it's not the spiritual trilogy right we are going to do Raging Bull first but we're ending it with the spiritual trilogy in my opinion okay so
0: well I'm I'm excited especially because I know how we're ending it and it's yeah. another movie I've really wanted to see yeah and I uh, got it on that criterion wish list
1: oh hell's uh, so you'll be able to figure it out just by looking at Joe Pesci's IMDB but um, yeah if yeah. Rain doesn't want to, want you guys to know guess what Fuck Who cares?
0: Yeah. So, so Raging uh, Bull. again, we hope everyone enjoyed uh, chasing Amy, and we will see you next week for Raging Bull.
1: My favorite band. I was pushed aside. I said, Hey, don't push me. No, no, no one pushes me. When I was face to face with the woman I admired, and she gave. Sorrow, but you destroyed today.